Welcome into Game Setting, episode 93. I'm Alex Oxford. Hope you're having a phenomenal day today, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast over youtube.com forward slash spark through. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. I got both the boys here on Discord with me here today. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling? Feeling good, feeling good. Really, it's sort of a weak, slow week, but I feel like we still got a good stuff to talk about. Yeah, we got some good conversation not points. A, not, not the most stuff happened in the past week, but yeah, we got a, got a few things we we can at least ramble on about for a little while. And you know what? Yeah, let me just go ahead and address this. This may be a shorter show, and if it is, yo, that's fine. We put out a lot of extra episodes this month. You know, we, we, we deserve a shorter show every once in a while. You know what I mean? Especially going into a break week, we will not put out an episode next week, so just friendly heads up on that. Uh, to celebrate 4th July weekend, have a good time just relaxing and chilling, except for Zach. Zach will have to work, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, uh, no episode next week. But, I mean, if this ends up being a shorter show, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, but we... I just noticed this. Is that your God of War X, uh, PS3 on the floor, Zach? Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking I was like, what is that? <laughs> Why is it in the floor? Why? Well, Shout out yeah. to his God of War PS3. Because I have I got too much stuff in that cabinet, so the cords wouldn't fit in there, oh, so okay. I have to run them around. Gotcha, gotcha. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, for today's episode, we will be chatting about Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes that came out yesterday. Uh, me and Zach both been playing that. Uh, we're also going to chat about the quarry again, but we're going to chat about the movie mode. The three of us did the movie mode over like, what, it was like three nights, I think. Yeah, uh, so we're going to chat about that and give our thoughts on on taking that approach to play the game. It was honestly a lot of fun. Uh, some Final Fantasy 16 info came out. We're going to be chatting about that a little bit. And we've got a couple other things in the weekly wrap-up as well. Um, so make sure you go check us out on our website, sparky3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Uh, join the Discord server. Link down in the description below. Follow us on Twitter, at GameCyticPod. And go to the merch store, sparky3shop.com, where we do have a promo code, TechProbs with a Z, for 30% off because we've had two tech problems in, in one week. Uh, terrible football show made a triumphant return. No video, flat out. Could couldn't get it going. Uh, me and Zach tried to do Animan Plus, had video, and apparently it stopped recording ten minutes in. Uh, so bumped up the promo code to thirty percent off everything in the merch store. Uh, and you know what, boys, we got uh, we got something else in terms of a promo code that we need to get out there. It's uh, pretty exciting, honestly. Uh, we here at Sparky3 have our first promo code that is uh, not from us. We are officially affiliated with Rogue Energy. You can go to our referral link down in the description below. Check out Rogue Energy and use code Sparky3 to get 10% off your order. Uh, I am in really enjoying Rogue Energy. Uh, I'm not going to hide the fact that I have been a very hardcore G Fuel stand for many years now. Uh, you know, it, We've talked about it on the show on numerous occasions, right? But Rogue Energy has been a very nice change of pace. I like uh, you know, how it kind of tastes like an energy drink. That, you know, I'm an energy drink fanatic, which is a terrible thing to be a fanatic of. Uh, and I also like the multiple choices they have. You know, the, the energy formula, the hydration formula, the extreme formula, which is like your pre-workout, and then like protein shakes. So lots of different options there. Like I said, you can use our referral link down in the description below to support your boys. Use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off everything in your order. I'm currently drinking uh, the hydration formula of raspberry peach very good had the dragon fruit mango last night and that is probably the best hydration formula i've ever had no shit that was that that absolutely blew me away with how delicious that was uh so yeah if you want to support us 
Rogue Energy. It's going to be at our website as well, uh, spark3.com slash links. You can go down there and just click it. Uh, it's automatically uh, attached to our referral link, and it'll auto-apply the promo code for you. So definitely pick up some Rogue. You can try some starter kits, not that much, uh, and get multiple flavors and just give it a shot. We definitely appreciate the support there. I mean, if you're going to go for the starter kit, you got to be real like John and me and get the Momo starter shout, kit. Shout out to Momo Mischief. <laughs> Oh. Shout out to Momo Mischief, the first uh, creator shaker from Rogue. Just shout out to that. Uh, yeah, that, that's one thing that I'm really excited about being partnered with Rogue here and being affiliated with them is getting the chance. We're going to get the chance, the front row seat, to watch their growth. You know what I mean? Because, like, even as just like an, you know, a customer for G Fuel over the years, like, I have gotten to witness their growth. Like, when I started uh, drinking G Fuel a few years back, like, they, I, didn't have cans, only had like two hydration formulas. Uh, you know, there was a few content creator formulas, but not many. There was no brand formulas. Brand formulas was not a thing when I, you know, when I started besides like phase, whatever, but no, like, you know, big brands or movies or shows or games or, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and just over time witness that growth where I think like the one of the first game ones I saw was like, uh, it was like the Nemesis T for, for, I think it was Resident Evil three. There's the code vein one type O. Uh, then, you know, just kept going from there. So I'm looking forward to seeing the same thing here with Rogue Energy, uh, you know, and just getting a chance to actually watch them grow and hopefully help help them grow as well with our platform. Um, I think that is it for, like, the plugs and stuff. So we can go ahead and get into stuff. Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Um, I, I love it. I'm going to go ahead and just say that up front. But, of course, this dropped yesterday. Uh, you can play the demo if you're kind of unsure about it, and the demo data will carry over. Uh, it's up to chapter four, I think, is what it was. Yes. Um, so, I mean, if, if you're kind, of, you know, if you're a big fan of Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, but you're kind of unsure of the Warriors gameplay, definitely just check out the demo for free and give it a shot. Uh, Zach and I have been playing this, and I, I think I'm about like uh, probably seven hours in. I wish I was further in, uh, but you know, I, I was sitting there playing the game last night, and it's just in the back of my head. I'm like, really need to organize these cables. Really, it's curiosity, just... Alex. After seven hours, what chapter are you on? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I know I'm past like the bridge battle, uh, as in terms of main quests. I know you're doing blue lines, so that's kind of irrelevant yes. to you. Um, I think I'm on like the second or third um, main mission after chapter four. So you're on like either chapter five or six, probably, yeah. Because right okay. now I'm just doing all the side stuff at the moment, all the side quests that continue to pop up on the map, which I really like the, uh, I really like how going through the different missions is approached where it's like, you know, doing all these separate smaller missions to continue to unlock the map uh, to then <laughs> give you access for more resources and stuff. I think that's super cool. I'm a, I'm a fan of that personally. Uh, how far are you with your very overpowered uh, Mercedes? I think is who it was. Like you got Mercedes. her. You got her to level 16 before chapter four is over. Jesus Christ, Zach. I don't have a single she, character at 16 yet. She was a priest. She's very good against archers. Jesus, dude. Are you exclusively so, playing her? Well, so fun fact. Um, so I'm only like five hours in and I'm only at the start of chapter five. Um, and I got like my entire roster at level... 12 to 14 and then mercedes at 17 now um because the blue lines have a mission with a bunch of archers and one of the side missions it just keeps spawning three archers continuously until you go take a base so i just sort of sat there and leveled people because i'd have mercedes then have her grab someone to level them up 
So I've just been power leveling my roster. Okay, okay. Um, I've mostly been playing Hilda. Hilda's been my favorite to play for the, uh, okay. for, the for the Golden Eagles. I've been a big fan of Hilda. Um, you doing her as a white mage like she should? I'm not, I'm not running her as a white mage, no. <laughs> you have no idea how stupid combinations are going to do, because with how easy it is to grind out the yeah. uh, class levels. Because <laughs> I was looking at the other night, I was like, you made Mercedes a sword savant. I should do that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. And that's one thing that I thought was uh, that was pretty dope when it came to like all the classes and everything is like what you said. It is very easy to grind out uh, multiple ones if you want to. So you can really have the chance to experiment. Plus, it gives you the chance to do a mock battle as well uh, to get that chance to even test the character. If you you change around their classes, which I thought that was a very nice touch and, and leveling up. They've also made it where if you need to, you can just buy it. You can buy levels. Uh, so that's also pretty handy as well. Yeah, I mean, overall, the systems that I've interacted are very fun. Uh, the camp, all the systems there are very similar to what we were got in Three Houses with the meals returning. And instead of doing, like, classes and outdoor activities, you do the chores, expeditions, and things like that. And then, as you were saying, you can buy levels through the training grounds to level the classes and things like that. Um, the real thing that I really like to touch was for the main quest mission for the chapter, by having the... X, uh, survey points to be mm -hmm. able to use special strategies on that final mission to do things was sort of an interesting thing because I don't know whatever your golden lines was for chapter 4 but for the blue lions it gave me quite a bit of strategies which were very interesting to uh, allow you to play in multiple ways because with the end of the blue lions chapter 4 mission if I chose to I was able to recruit both Petra and Happy Happy Oh, you were able to get Petra? Man, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw Recruit Petra, I'm like, done. Yeah, oh, man, I'm jealous. No, for mine, Caspar uh, and Linhart was the ones uh, who was attacking the bridge. Uh, the, okay. Out of the strategies, the only one that I was given the option for was Linhart, naturally, because he's just like, eh, don't beat me up, I'll side with you. <laughs> you know, in true in true Linhart fashion, you know, Caspar, you didn't have a choice for that. You just had to go beat beat Caspar's face into the dirt. Um, but you Linhart, I got well, Linhart at least. Well, you chose Linhart because what I found out, I picked up Petra. I didn't pick up Happy, and she's dead now. No, she's just straight dead. See, Caspar's not dead. He, you know, he ended up just giving up Linhart. He, you know, if, at one point in the mission, he's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna let you have Linhart," and then you just beat his face into the fucking ground. Some more, he's like, "All right, you guys can have Linhart. I'm leaving." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, yeah, no. Caspar." So I think based on how this is working, at least from what you're saying. If, this, if a strategy pops out, it's like, recruit this person, there's a chance, there's a pretty good chance if you don't recruit them, you're just going to off them. Now, I am curious that Happy was there for you, because I, I got a, uh, like, uh, at the camp, I found a letter ref uh, talking about the Ashen Wolves, but I've yet to see one. Yeah, no, she's the only, I've seen a letter that's referenced him as well, but she's the only one who uh, has shown up. Okay. It, has, it didn't give me any context why she was with the Empire, just that she was there for whatever reason. Because Warlitz, that whole Blue Lines thing is they decide to side with the Church of Saros and is giving refuge to them after the Empire attacks the Church and Garrick Mock. Right. And uh, that mission was, a, that level was a wipe just because I don't know what your enemy level was, but for my final mission, it's level 9. And I had a bunch of people that were level 12 or higher. <laughs> so, and I very much enjoy the order system in this. 
because I'm used to that from some of the Warriors game, Empires games, where you would just take your units and tell them what base to go and take and everything. Yeah. So I abused the hell out of that. By the time anything happened, like a side mission pop, someone popped out, I had cleared that entire map with just ordering people to go take out what they're strong against. Yeah, see, I've been utilizing that quite a bit as well. I, I've been really enjoying that a lot. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you do any Three Houses runs with the Ashen Wolves DLC? No, I had not picked... I had actually dropped Three Houses by the time that came out. Okay, because like... I just random tidbit. I apologize. It popped in my brain. But why happy maybe with the empire? Just because she's like big fuck the kingdom is really the the main thing. Just because like gotcha. yeah, because like when it came to um the the four characters, everyone besides Yuri, the three characters, they each had support dialogues with one of the house leaders. So Balthus, his support dialogues was with Claude. Happy was with Dimitri. And Constance was with uh, Edelgard. And if you have the Happy and uh, Dimitri dialogues and kind of max it out, you basically learn how, like, she was in the Kingdom Territory as, like, a slave and was, like, you know, tortured and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Dimitri's trying to, you know, trying to basically help her throughout these support dialogues to figure out this this person that had kidnapped Happy and had made Happy's life miserable, essentially. Um, you know, Yuri doesn't have uh, support with any of the leaders, but he has support with like just like a, a multiple characters from each house, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, that you know that that's that's probably the only reason why they because like the one thing they've done really well in this game is paying a lot of homage to Three Houses, of course, because this game is not a sequel; it's an alternate take on on the story. So that's something that I've already noticed very quickly is that they're doing a lot of things um, to pay homage to different aspects uh, in. Um, uh, three houses and I, one example as well and you know this is in the golden deer uh run and, and the moment that i saw this like it was in the demo i, I loved it immediately because it's like this was cut content that did not make it in three houses but like you know like the, again this is the demo so it's like chapter th two or three when they already yeah. say this but they actually say claude's real name uh, which is cool because that, okay. that yeah because that i mean he has a real name confirmed by the creators uh, that it's khalid um, but you know, they, they just, it didn't make the cut. Um, it, it was gonna, it was going to be revealed in the Balthus and Claude, uh, dialogues. Cause it's like throughout their dialogues, Balthus is like, I'm on to you, you know, I, you're kind of sus, you know, and, and you know, kind of points that Claude has, you know, is, is, is a fake name for him. Uh, so like, you know, that's one thing I've enjoyed about the game so far is just like paying homage to like multiple things two three houses like in a very good way like they are very much paying their respects to the game um I, i've i've enjoyed the the chapters that i've run i've enjoyed all the base camp base camp stuff's awesome I, I i like the base camp stuff quite a bit um i like how more fluid it is than the monastery you know what i mean uh yeah so yeah, it definitely is yeah because like it's like you don't feel like you're in too large of an area where you can get lost all the time. Cause I, I know first playing three houses, I got lost all the time. Uh, when first playing it, at least I, I do like how fluid everything is. I like how you can just hop between each point. If you're just like quickly trying to knock some stuff out, whatever, um, expeditions, you know, yeah, it's a nice little touch for your version of the tea parties, whatever. And I also like how it actually tells you when characters want to go on an exhibition with you. Cause I, I just hit that point where I came out of a mission. Okay. Yeah. And Leone and it popped up on my screen. It's like all the notifications like, Oh, you can, um, you can upgrade one of your shops. You can uh, do this. You have rewards. And then it has like a little, you know, Sprite of Leone on her horse. Like Leone wants to go on an expedition. I'm like, she wants to go on a date with me. Okay. Whatever. 
Um, but I'm, I've enjoyed all that quite a bit. And also one random fun fact for you. Uh, I saw this on Twitter and I just, I just hit the support dialogue with Leone that, that had this, uh, naturally with your character, you're trying to get Byleth, you're trying to get Gerald's mercenaries, right? Uh, so there is a, a dialogue with Leone, uh, your first support dialogue her, where she, she openly says Gerald as her master and your character does not even acknowledge it at all. Apparently, the reason why is because the original Japanese um, uh, dialogue, she doesn't say Gerald, just her master. So it was just uh, it's just how it was okay. translated. It's it's how they translate it over to English. So kind of a kind of a little mishap on there where it's like, yeah, Gerald's my master. And you're just like, huh, yeah, my master, huh? Didn't even bother to, you know, like, oh, Gerald, what? So that's just a little fun fact for you. For, uh, for the... What it's true with Theoterics would have been Thor. Yeah, basically, basically. Uh, no, I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, I mean, it's warriors gameplay. You know, I don't have a ton of experience in warriors like you do. Um, uh, but I mean the, the little bit of experience I do have, um, you know, it's been fun and this, this has been incredible. I I've, I've personally enjoyed this gameplay with these characters quite a bit. It just feels like it fits very well, um, for these characters and for this story that's being told with this war that's happening. Um, you know, and it, the story is playing out in some very interesting ways for me because like I like how in this game and I'm sure it's happening for you you're getting a chance to meet other characters that we never met before you know like yes. like Holst for example who was talked nonstop by Hilda you get to already meet Holst dope uh, you get to meet uh, Lawrence's father and Lawrence's oh, father really? yeah yeah that my first major mission uh, after like what would be uh, the demo stuff was going to defend that bridge. Uh, you're, you know, that's where you fight Caspar and um, uh, Linhart, and you're, we're driving them back. We're having a good fucking time, bro. Uh, some more reinforcements came in, and Lawrence's dad's just like, ah, fuck it, we surrender. We're siding with the Empire, and Claude's like, the fuck, bro? Everyone retreat. So that 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 was a ni- that was a nice little touch because even before then, Claude was already kind of suspicious because he openly asked Lawrence, "Hey, Lawrence, would you just blindly follow your dad, or if he betrayed us, would you side with him?" And Lawrence got all butthurt about that question. Well, here we are. I also want to say that uh, in true in, pay- in back to the point of paying homage to the game in true fashion, Lawrence is just an unsufferable character. Nothing has changed. Yes, nothing has changed. <laughs> like he came up like my first support dialogue with him was uh, talking about uh, something along the lines of, like, you know, a place in order in, st- in society and stuff like that, whatever. And, you know, your character is just like, uh, oh, you know, wow, I thought I thought you were just coming over here to complain to me, but you're, you're actually, you know, being nice and trying to help me out. Lauren's like, ha, me being nice to you. Now, let, let, me, let me make this clear. I'm the heir of, of House Gloucester. I'm just trying to remind you in your place of society. It's like, thanks, Dick. <laughs> go, go fuck yourself. Um, I never did, did a blue lion run in three houses, so I don't. I'm probably not catching any of the homages yeah. to that campaign. But I mean, it is sort of interesting. Some of the interactions, like since I'm actually doing this blue lion run as a female character, so Sylvain is sort of interesting because yeah. since he's it's not during the monastery, it's past the part of him trying to be a playboy and him actually trying to be serious. So. You still see some of that Playboy, but you can also see he's trying to work out of it at this point, right? Like right. he does towards the end of that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's a whole whole moment when he's talking about character, they're talking and everything. Just like this is a nice moment. He's just like, I just really want to know you more. I was like, all right, she walks away. <laughs> um, 
in your side missions, have you been getting other characters up here as well? Because that happened to me earlier. Um, not in any of my side missions in Chapter 4. Okay. Uh, the like, only... Go ahead. The only extra characters I've gotten, besides just an initial Blue Lions roster, is Roderick, Felix's father. Yep. Um, Sedith. Flan. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, no, it kind of caught me off guard a couple of these, uh, you know, side missions. Because there was like... Um, you know, because on the map, there's like obviously like the big gold one is your main mission, and you have like the other smaller silver ones, and then even beyond that, you have like just like a little like one of the little building icons that could, that, that could be a mission. You know, even one of those, I had a character appear, and it kind of caught me off guard because it's like in some like in, you know the first couple that I did, it's just like you know the you know the general character was just some bullshit character that popped up, go kill them, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, then I did another one, and I don't remember her name because she's not an overly important character, but one of the characters from, I think it's the side with Edelgard run appeared as like the final general to go kill. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then also I just did one earlier where Petra was the one that popped in where I, Petra popped in. And I'm like, Oh, don't make me kill you. Uh, I don't think she's dead. I think she just retreated, uh, which is good. Uh, yeah, say, yeah, she unless she turned in. it off, there is death scenes, so it's very obvious when someone dies. No, no, I, I do have death on, uh, but I, as far as I know, I think she just retreated from that battle, like Caspar did. Yeah, Caspar just d just dipped out. You know, he's just like, all right, fuck you, Linhard, I'm outie. I don't want to die out here. But you know, that's sort of when I get to Black Eagles, when I just off everybody except Edelgard, just run the entire game with Edelgard and her character. It's like a Nuzlocke for Fire Emblem. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, dude, the game is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm loving the shit out of it. I can't wait to play more. I will also say, uh, for my run, I think it was, uh, that same bridge battle as well after Caspar retreated. Uh, John, your boy came in and I'm not going to lie. I got a little, it was, it was kind of emotional just, just a bit, you know, rip Billy. But yeah. Ferdinand came in, you know, looking as beautiful as ever. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of Ferdinand as a character, yeah, he's not. He's by far not the worst because, in my opinion, out of the house characters, that's Lawrence, and it's not close. Uh, but you know, still, this Ferdinand coming in, you know, it's just like, man, Rip Billy got a little emotional there. Johnny, you are you gonna? Yes, actually, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was, I was playing Marianne, and uh, I, I, no, I, no, she was uh, an adjacent unit on me, is what it was, and we, I did like the a, the a strike, whatever, you know, where you, you know, they, you do it together with your adjacent unit, yeah. and she did hers first, and Dorte popped up, I'm like Dorte, let's go, bud, <laughs> like fuck him up, man. Into <laughs> the ravages of hell. So I will do anything for Marianne. Uh, John, are you, are you gonna, are you gonna play this further? I know you just said you weren't really a big Warriors guy, but probably not. Oh come on, man, it's so good. No, I don't know because when I when I went to play the demo, it's like I played it a little bit and it was. I don't know. That's just that's just not my style of game. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. No, I mean I, I'm loving the shit out of it right now. I, I cannot wait to play more. Uh, yeah, I'm, as, soon, as soon as we're done, I'm I'm hopping back on. Gonna play for a while. Uh, any any other I'll thoughts? Be right there with you. So yeah. Any other thoughts you want to shout out with uh, three hopes? I will be kind of curious when I'm going to get a chance to start seeing some other characters, uh, like the Ash and Wolves most notably, so especially since you already saw one and killed one. I already did get one cutscene with Dimitri, um, the Dew, 
Raya, Seth, and Flane. I already got one cut scene with them randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, of you know the the basically the church uh, going to you know uh, have refuge in the kingdom right now. Uh, yes. but, but other than that, I haven't seen anyone else yet. So I, I'm I am curious when I'm going to get to see like the Ashen Wolves and you know when the kingdom's going to come into play with me because I can only I assume I assume as for my playthrough and maybe yours as well, Zach is that you'll you'll side with the alliance at some point i'm gonna side with the kingdom uh just kind of with how things are going and plus i i I very clearly remember in one of the uh the original trailers not the not the three different house trailers whatever uh there was one quick scene where claude and dimitri goes back to back in a battle uh watching each other's back whatever so i feel like both of us are going to get to side with our respective uh areas i feel like we are because even after chapter four I did see a scene one with the Edelgar and the Empire, more or less Edelgar talking to Maurice, that redheaded girl you find that outs Tellman, more or less telling Monica. Edelgar the what happened with the battle of uh, between the kingdom and trying to kill off the Church of Saros. Right. And then it went to uh, the Golden Lion and the Alliance and more or less Claude getting everyone together and going, so this is our situation. Shit's going bad. There's a war going on, and if we don't do something, they're gonna hit us. And he's just like, and everyone's like, "Well, should we side with the with the kingdom?" He's like, "We'll see how these winds fall." <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I will say that uh, for my second run of this game, I will actually probably do Empire because I, I, you know, while they're my least favorite of the three, no offense, John, uh, I am very curious how their story goes because, like, I, I feel like yours and mine might end up mirroring a little bit here after a while because i feel like both of us will end up siding with each other i feel like it will unless it gives a choice i feel like just because we're not fronting the black eagles i feel like we're missing information you know and i just thought of something else i wonder if the ashen wolves will only appear with the empire so that way it's like no matter the story if you play golden deer you're gonna side with the kingdom if you play the blue lines you'll side with the alliance and if you play with the empire you're just gonna have the ashen wolves so it's two and two you know uh, yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if that's going to be the thing since you had Happy, uh, you know, they, since you encountered Happy with the Empire. So that could be a possibility as well. Mine, I, I still think it's just because Happy is just like, oh fuck the kingdom, you know, and it's just like Ash don't really have any relevance to the Alliance. So that that that'll be a thought is if the Ashen Wolves are only available in in the Empire. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I guess we can go over from there and talk about the quarry. Um, Zach's already been, you know, kind of chat about and gave his review on it, but we did try the movie mode this week with Zach's, uh, Zach streaming it for us. That was a trip. That was a trip. Uh, it's I actually very interesting. Yeah. So going into the movie mode itself, you have, uh, the choice to where everyone lives, everyone dies or the director's chair. And the director's chair is what we did, where it's like we chose to have certain characters be smarter than others, which was just two. John picked Abigail. Uh, I picked um, Caitlin. And then uh, I think it was what Nick was the dumbass. And then everyone, yeah, I made, I made, yeah, I made Nick dumb. Yeah, and then everyone else was just like, eh, change this, change this, change this. No, I, you know, I thought it was a you know, very interesting way to experience the game, essentially watching it like a movie. Because uh, one thing that we were wondering going into it was like, is it, are we going to have scenes where the AI is moving around looking at stuff? No, it's very, very jarring of like yeah. character comes here and then opening a suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I will say even having like from the only one not having the experience of playing the game at all. It, it's like it, it was probably j- just as jarring, if not more jarring for me seeing that than you guys 
like actually having played it walked around because I have no context of what any of these clues or things they're investigating are. Suddenly the camera just cuts and there's a suit like a suitcase against a tree that they're searching and I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah, and sort of what we're getting at is so based on the perimeters you set, there's like four perimeters for each character, based on wherever you leave it, between success or I guess the best way would good uh, action, intermediate action, where it's 50-50, which one they'll choose, and then bad action, a different thing happens. So, like, and during the regular navigation stuff, if you have someone who's going to f- explore and find all the clues, it just jumps between each clue location. Yeah. It's just like, they start, oh, hey, I've got this poster. Hey, there's a suitcase. Hey, there's this weird cage and all this stuff. And Versus someone who can't, they may find one and then just carry on to the main path. Right, right. And I know for us, uh, with how our playthrough went, so how many characters did we have die? I was in eight or nine. Uh, four or five died. Yeah, Jacob died. He was the first one up because uh, yes. Ryan shot him. Uh, yes. That was very early. <laughs> Ryan was fucking trigger happy. Until it cost him his life. Yeah. It, it was trigger happy until he wasn't. Yep. And then it cost him. Uh, yeah, so we lost Jacob. We lost Emma very, pretty quickly, not long after that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like all of it was everybody was fine, and then they were both dead. Yep. Uh, I know we lost uh, Laura uh, later mm-hmm. on. Ryan, we lost. Who else did we mm-hmm. lose? I think that might have been it because. Uh... Nick survived. Yeah, and infected it, still. Caitlin survived, and she's infected. Infected. Abigail lived. Max lived. Uninfected. And then the hero that is one-handed Dylan survived. Man, Dylan's character development in that game was ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. I think within like the first ten minutes of us starting it, I was like, "Man, I'm ready for this fucker to die already." Yeah. And then like, like. Two nights later, I'm sitting there going, "Man, Dylan's like, Dylan's like one of the best characters right now." I mean, Dylan starts out as like a total douche, but as soon as you get to a point in the game where you have a choice of where you have to either cut off Dylan's hand or not, as soon as he loses that hand, Dylan becomes such a better character. <laughs> he does, dude. He goes full fuck it mode. He's like, "Whatever, man. I've already lost my hand. This night's fucking wild right now. Whatever, dude. I don't care at this point. <laughs> He's just going with the flow." Yeah, sure. Let's go out. Let's save people again for my work friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, the dude, the movie mode was was legit. Like it, it's it's legit to the point that I would be totally down to do it again and is reset. You know how we do some of the characters just to see how everything plays out. You know what I mean? Because it's like because yes. it's like as I would also be curious of this. If we copy pasted the settings that we did, would it play out the same way? So, like, you know, like, that moment, like, well, let's say with Ryan and, you know, shooting Jacob by accident, right? Like, is it just, like, a 50-50 coin flip if, if Ryan's going to get trigger-happy there? There's so much experiment, you know, experiments that you can do with this. If we ran that again with current settings, Jacob would die again because with what, whichever setting it was, I forget which one it was that Jacob was set on, he would shoot pretty much every time, just about. You mean Ryan? Yeah, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, see, that, that that is something that I would be curious about, though. Is like, so he would shoot every single time. Uh, you know, 
would Emma still do this? Would um, Laura still like shoot Travis? You know, stuff like that. Like, would everything go exactly the same every single time, or would it continue to like be like a coin flip? Like, we'll see. If we if you set every character's perimeter to the middle for everything, it would be a coin flip every time. Ah, that's. Oh, that sounds like uh, we, we we might have to do another movie mode here sometime soon and do that because that sounds kind of fun. Then then we're really leaving that run up to fate because like you know, it's like a thing that's also pretty fascinating about it is like you know John picked Abby to be like you know our smart character I picked Caitlin so it's like when they're in control you can pretty much count on them making the right decisions and living right hitting the QTEs and everything but the thing mm-hmm. the problem is when someone else is in control that's when it got a little nerve wracking. Like when Dylan was in control and Caitlin was in trouble, I'm just like, oh no, is is this it? Is this the end? One handed Dylan, even with the settings, came to the same today. <laughs> yeah, no, I would be, I would be down to do another movie mode sometime soon, uh, and set it where everyone is neutral and just see how it, see what happens. I would be. That very would be neutral. a while. Yeah, I'm not sure how long everyone would live. Uh, which I guess would also pose like, how quickly the game can end. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, for just for like context, the movie mode took us to to get to the end of it and like get through the end credits. It was what about six and a half hours. Yes, six to six and a half hours somewhere in there. Of actual just running through it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it would be interesting to see how quickly, what like how quickly the night can end. Yeah, because that would be an interesting thing because. Uh, by the f- the fact that it just jumps to each clue based on the characters determining whether they search stuff, it would be a lot more s- wild because if we set them all to medium, they would probably miss a lot more clues and evidence mm-hmm. compared to some of the characters. Like, pretty sure we had uh, Laura and Dylan were able to find every damn clue in the world. I was say Dylan's. Dylan may not have been the smartest man, but he he would have made a fine detective. <laughs> no, yeah. I, playing this game, it, it's very fascinating versus like, you know, it's direct comparison of Until Dawn because like Until Dawn has a lot of replay um, uh, replayability just because it, it's a good game with a good story, you know, some pretty solid gameplay. But this game arguably, I, in my opinion, has a lot more replayability just because of just the sheer amount of possibilities with this movie mode and other and other factors, in my opinion. Yeah, it makes, as I said before, how when they said how many outcomes there is, because the outcomes are actually based on all the different things for each specific character. Because once you get to the epilogue of the night, it goes through every character, every member of the cast of how their night ended and why their night ended how it did. And just how that lays out is very interesting. And just the fact of the matter that they made this one a lot more cutscene and dialogue interactions versus Until Dawn, which had a lot more navigation and walking areas. Yeah, the... the I would say just it, doing the movie mode and just kind of watching through it is, a, like, it was a fun, like, just try it, like, when, when the choices were coming up, because that's, that's one thing, though, in, like, the movie mode. It's super obvious when choices are happening, yeah. and man, sometimes, sometimes they, like, whatever the action is, takes a little longer than it should have, and it just makes for a funny scene. 
Yes, like like any like with the key stuff. I remember those, where it's like it looked like he like clearly dropped the keys, but then he got it. Yeah, yes. like they throw the keys at him, they hit the floor, and then it cut. It like does a little cut transition, and he catches them. Yep. But uh, yeah, just experiencing this this game just as the movie mode. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to just sit in a call or and and just watch it. Yeah, after playing it in the movie mode and actually playing through it, it was definitely very much more entertaining because within control, yeah, you have a lot more uh, control of it and then everything, and you can sort of, after a while, get an idea of what choices will probably be a success and whatnot versus movie mode. Even though I knew what the choices were and I saw the moments even as obviously they were because they just suddenly take an extra moment to do stuff. But I was just like, I know what should be done, but... I have no control of this now, so I'm just like, where's this roller coaster going? <laughs> All right, we need to hit up another movie mode like sometime this week. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you know, just a couple days, you know, let us get some fire and three hopes in our in our system. Uh, like Monday, you know, then Monday night, Tuesday night, we're gonna have to hit it back up. We're gonna have to start the movie mode, and then I guess figure out how we want to run it again. Do we just want to do like the all neutral setting and just really leave leave it up to fate? You know, I feel like yeah, that yeah. could be very interesting. <laughs> Let chaos reign. Yes. <laughs> pure, pure, just like flip the coin. Let's just see what happens. Completely that, that unpredictable. Because I brought this up after we finished, so it's just like, I'm, because with the everyone lives and everyone dies versions, yeah. Everyone lives, I feel like there's maybe only a couple ways that can go out, depending on uh, how people can survive, whether they're infected or not from what I've seen from the two epilogues I've seen now, versus the everyone dies, because I brought it up, it was like, would it always do like the earliest death for each character, or would we get different death scenes if we just chose that option? Got a nice shot of Pixel's butthole here on the yeah. on the episode. Give a like to the video for that one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> then Rosie was going to start climbing around on me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll 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 hit up movie mode here in a couple nights, like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, if you guys are free, we'll start up another movie mode and just do it, just pure neutral, let chaos just run wild. All right, uh, next up, uh, last talking point for this episode, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen info. So I wanted to include this because, like, after like the the uh, stuff that we got to see on it all three of us immediately became very interested in this game. Like, you know, not more when we had like a trailer not long ago, whatever. Uh, it, it was the partner showcase, I think partner, uh, state of play, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a bunch of info come out. This all coming from IGN here. Uh, so the first thing is, uh, the econ, is that how you pronounce it? Is econ? That would be my best without saying basically like someone else say it basically the kaijus the monsters whatever that's what i'm assuming that's what it is yes yeah that's the summonings okay yeah uh anyway the econ battles are playable with multiple stages each of them will apparently feel different uh clive can encounter them as a small human he can he's also going to be living through different stages teens uh 20s 30s uh the game will be rated m uh due to its adult themes uh involving parties companions uh your main character appears to be the only controllable character uh, you will encounter companions that will be AI-driven. Uh, Torgal the Wolf could be a full-time party member. Uh, and then more info on parties will be coming soon. And I know there will be a, a confirmed another trailer coming out this fall. 
Um, when it comes to the world, it's not going to be an open world game. It's going to be larger zones to help create, but it's, the larger zone is going to be like to the size where it's going to create a global set uh, scale for, for you to kind of sense and, and feel about whatever. Uh, now this next part I thought was pretty interesting because it definitely, Hey, this is me. Uh, I definitely fall into this category. Uh, new combat system is due to wanting to get new players on board because it fits better with the game's presentation. Me being new player, that definitely applies to me here. Uh, defeating an econ means unlocking its abilities and skill tree. Uh, and apparently, uh, Clef can become a econ himself. Um, honestly, like the trailer that we saw at the state of play, that already got me very interested in the game where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna be hitting this up. This info here, like, actually gets me pretty excited as well. And I am very curious about how the live through different stages, how that will work. 20s uh, 30s like are we actually just going through the game in that capacity like is it just time skips or is your character just aging you know what i mean uh but what, what was you boys' thoughts on the you know all this info where you guys still stand on final fantasy 16 right now i mean i am very curious about it just because we did get more information about how the uh as they're being called the econs in this are going to take place because that was one of my big things curious about because in the original trailer we got we show it sort of hinted at him being able to turn into one of those things and fight yeah. the other econs but the fact that he can encounter him as a just as a human body and if he defeats them uh and gains their skill trees and whatnot makes me curious if it makes me assume that there's going to be a fight with them as a human and that you have to beat them to gain those abilities so is it going to be like a set path of there's going to be certain one you can get first, or will it be like an open thing of if you can get to that zone, you can go get that one first versus another one? Which I'd be very curious to see. Especially since also, based on that trailer, it sort of showed seem like other characters that are important to the story may be able to become Econs as well to wrap into that. Yeah, I did see that uh, where it's like uh, characters from past games, apparently. Something like that. Uh, I think I might be thinking of something else. Oh, yeah, I am thinking of something else. I'm thinking of Fire Emblem, sorry. Okay. It was involving... Was like, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was like, for that trailer, I didn't see any characters from the past. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> Besides the somebody's themselves. No, no um, my bad. That is uh, that is, that was part of the Fire Emblem leak, is that apparently characters from past games can be uh, summoned. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Mix it up. When you said summoned, I my brain mixed it up. I apologize. Continue. Yeah, and I mean, the large zones, I mean, I feel like that's fine. Final Fantasy has done that forever. The open world was sort of a new thing with 15, in which it worked out for that, especially since it sort of had that whole road trip vibe. So it was a much better feeling. But if we're going to do more controlled for new players, I feel like the large zones will be much better, especially for what it looks like they may be going for in this game. Yeah, because I'm, I'm also, like, with with uh these kind of games i'm a lot more of a fan of the like individual large zones that you you go through as opposed to having the open world uh but yeah i mean with this with this news i mean the new combat system new combat system looks great i mean the 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 more i see videos on it the more i, I i'm looking at it i'm like uh and honestly it without too like seeing too much on it 
or like having or actually getting to to try it out at all gives me it's like you get a little bit of tales of horizon vibes from it i was which, curious about uh, that it, at least from from what i've i've seen from uh like watching that video again today kind of getting that feeling which is uh for me a good feeling and uh only having the the main character is the playable character i'm a, personally i'm a fan of that people may not like be as big of a fan of that because they might like playing the additional characters but for me at least on like first playthroughs and that i tend to prefer to play like the main character and only only try to control them uh for the most part in in these kind of action style games so i mean all of this just sounds great to me Zach, do you know if, like, for this game, do we, would we need, would it be recommended that we play Final Fantasy XV before this? No. Okay. Just want to make sure. Because I, 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 I thought, mean, that, wasn't it in this character, the character of fifteen? No. Oh, it's not. Oh, my fault. No, fifteen was Noctis and his thing. I mean, it hasn't outright said it, but I thought it when I saw the first trailer that it might be a reference to the history before the world of 15 but i mean it's probably not because they're usually good about using entirely separate worlds for each of their games so each game set in a different world with the exception of things like 11 and 14 which are the mmos and then uh 10 which had 10 too which those they usually are very straightforward about hey this is from this universe and whatnot so i mean it's probably an entirely different world compared to 15 um so yeah, I don't like any Final Fantasy. You wouldn't really need any reference from any of the other ones. Gotcha. I was just curious. As a non-Final Fantasy guy, I just want to check check my basis on that. Also, random question since you did mention it, uh, John. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you recommend me picking up Tales of Arise? Because I've been very much looking at it here recently. Oh, oh, pick it up. Okay. It's fantastic game. Okay. I mean, it's probably on sale with Steam right now since summer sale's it's, going on. I was yeah, wanting to grab it for my Xbox just because I, I want to uh, continue to build my Xbox yeah. like series collection. Because as you can see behind me, I have one game on that shelf for Xbox Series, being the Quarry. Yeah, I. I mean, if you're asking me, I'm gonna t I'm gonna say buy it. That okay. game is fantastic. Because I've I've been looking at it a lot recently. And I thought about picking it up. So I know I'm picking up Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate. Uh, for the PS5 here sometime soon. I want to go ahead and get yeah. final, finally give that a go because I've been wanting to play it since it came out because I've never played the original. Oh, I was going to say, you're asking me about Tales that's of Arise. Somewhere. Uh, remember, when that when Tales of Arise came out, that's the first game in like years that I put in and I started playing and it didn't get up for like 14 hours. True, fair. Yeah, I was just curious because I've never played a Tales game. I know that you're a big Tales fan across the board, so I was just kind of curious. Because I, I probably will buy it sometime soon. Because the, the three games that are on my radar that's been out for a while that I was wanting to pick up uh, was Tales of Arise, uh, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade, and um, uh, Gre uh, Greedfall Gold Edition. I mean, those would all be good pickups. I, 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 I want to like Greedfall. I didn't play it very long. I probably only put like three or four hours into it. I want to give it another shot with all of like the next-gen enhancements they made, whatever, you know, with the Gold Edition. And just try and just give it another shot, especially since the second one's on the way. Because I, I I know that everyone who's like played like Dragon Age or Mass Effect, it was like, oh yeah, you'd love this game too. It's like, well, all right, I, I guess I'll try it again. I mean, Greedfall's good for that kind of stuff. So yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the Final Fantasy 16 stuff? If not, we can hit the weekly wrap-up. I mean, I will be curious about more of the companion stuff, because since they are changing the combat and whatnot, it makes sense to only uh, have the main characters playable, because the whole reason for controlling a party was to have be able to do multiple things in one action with through all your party members. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious how the AI companions come into effect, whether it'll be more combat-focused or maybe story-focused based on the companions and things like that. So I'll be more curious on that. Gotcha. What about you, John? Yeah, Zach talking about the companion stuff there makes me kind of think. I, yeah, I wonder... I, w- I would assume it would probably be more more kind of story-focused, but, like, you could you might be able to set them to, like, different... Like, when you get into, like, any combat, just give them generic settings for, like, how they're going to act in, in fights and that. That would be interesting. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm I'm kind of... Really, I, I want to hear more about how these, like, econ battles, or whatever it's called, like, how this system is actually going to work. I want to I want to see more on that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can agree to that. Uh how the battles are going to work as well as like the skill trees for each one of the econs and stuff like that. And, I, and like I already mentioned, I'm very curious about the living through different stages, you know, uh from the teens to 20s and 30s. I'm curious what how that's going to come into play for everything. Uh, all right, so we can hit the weekly wrap-up here and get up on out of here. Uh, so we did have a Xenoblade 3 Direct this past week. Uh, I know none of us watched it because none of us are Xenoblade fans, uh, but that did happen. Uh, now, there is still another Direct that is expected next week on the 28th or the 29th. I'm hearing both dates. Uh, but apparently it's going to be a Direct Mini Partner Showcase, uh, which is kind of funny because I think it was literally this last week. I think I, I think I said something along the lines of like, Nintendo doesn't necessarily need to get a direct out right now, other than just everyone else is putting shit out. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like they had, they already have like some games lined up to at least hold you over for a little bit. I would say for a full fledged direct, I think July is probably going to be the better range because like we know Xenoblade's coming out at the end of July. There, we don't really know anything for August. We know Splatoon is early September, right? So that August is where I'd be kind of curious, where it's like, I feel like we could get a, some sort of main direct in July to help give you an idea of, hey, this is coming out August. This is up, coming out October. We already know what's in November, of course, of Pokemon. You know, this is December. You know, so I, I, yeah, Nintendo doesn't have to do a direct right now just because, like, their schedule is kind of set at least for the end of July. But, you know, with um, Live Alive, uh, it's a remake coming out next month. Uh, of course, Digimon Survives coming out the same day as Xenoblade. I know it's multi-plat, but still on the Switch. But, yeah, like, Live Alive and Xenoblade alone, those two is enough in Nintendo's mind. Where it's like, eh, fuck it. We don't need a direct just yet. You know what's coming out for at least the next month. So, yeah, Partner Showcase is apparently what's going to happen. We'll see. If that ends up going down. Uh, all right, so I I saw this, and I thought it was really funny. It's involving Sonic, uh, Sonic Frontiers. Um, so for some reason or another, in Sonic Origins that just came out on the 23rd, there was leftover files for Frontiers that are for cyberspace levels, which was a big question. It's like, you know, based on kind of the theming of the game, you know, and Sonic, you know, doing, you know, the... Zap, zip zop a boom he does in the trailer where it's like it looked kind of cyberspace you know so yeah. everyone kind of assumes cyberspace is going to be involved but this feels like the most sega thing possible that 
it was discovered this way in a completely different game with files that was for some reason in that completely different game that people data mined up. Like this isn't me just like doing word of mouth right now. Like I saw the files as well. I saw them put up from Sonic Origins data mining where it's like, you know, I don't remember how it was labeled, but it was, it was a Sonic Frontiers and it's like cyber verse this, cyber verse this, cyber verse this. It's like, that's like the most Sega thing possible to happen right now. <laughs> like legit. Uh, next thing we got is we did get official confirmation that Overwatch 2 will fully replace the original Overwatch uh, at launch. The original game will not be playable anymore. Uh, that was kind of a question that, I f you know, it was, it was an assumption that that was probably going to happen, but it was never confirmed until now. And it was kind of a question, are the two games going to coexist with each other? Because I remember that was like a big talking point when the when Overwatch 2 like was announced and was like getting steam is like, are these two games going to coexist? You know, like is Overwatch 2 going to have its multiplayer and Overwatch 1 have its multiplayer? You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, now that we know they are going to completely merge together on that one, if uh, you bought Overwatch, played Overwatch, you you will get uh, the Founders Pack, apparently, give you some extra skins, uh, some rare skins, uh, like a Founders Icon and shit like that. And to my knowledge, all your stuff will transfer over, which obviously that is a that would be a big sticking point for everyone. Yeah, it would be a real big sticking point because yeah. people over all these years have put a lot of money in those loot boxes. Yes, yes. Uh, next up, uh, Jane Foster, uh, Mighty Thor, will be coming to Marvel's Avengers. Shout out to Marvel's Avengers for not being dead just yet. Uh, Ghost of Shima 2 seems to have been leaked uh, based on some job postings, which that would be expected as well. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem got its um, official release date of October 18th. Man, I really want to like this fucking game. I, I'm, I'm literally at the end of the first one. I think I have like maybe an hour or two left to play of the first one. And I just dropped it. I really want to like this game, but it just it just didn't do it for me. I, it was okay. Just, just like it then. I wish it was just that simple. It. Go to its creators page. Hit that like button. Yeah, hit the I, like button. Subscribe. Hey man, maybe maybe that last hour is gonna turn it around for you. Maybe we'll That's see. Like Dylan. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> like Dylan. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, maybe I'll play it again. I don't know. It's still just sitting there on my PS5. You know, just download it and I could queue it up whenever. But uh, and then uh, a little heads up for you: there is an unannounced project by FromSoft uh, that is in its final stages of development. I think the year that I saw is that it's been in development since 2018. Uh, so I'd expect an hey. announcement sometime in the near future. And also just another random heads up because this just dawned on me. Uh, so I know like going into um, that Xbox showcase, right? You know, we, we we were very hammering the fact that, yo, something Banjo could be here. There was a lot of talk about it. There was the Phil Spencer thing with the Get Jiggy achievement. Random fun fact for you, because I think we can all agree, just like everyone else can agree as well, how random this is because of how dead Banjo-Kazooie is. Uh, but G Fuel put up a tweet with a spinning gold jiggy on the 29th, they're revealing the next flavor, which will be banjo. There's no way this is a coincidence. No way. This wow. has got to mean something. Banjo is too dead for this collaboration to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it makes no sense. It just doesn't. You know, that G Fuel's history is like new games, new brands, new movies, you know, to help promote said brand. You know what I mean? There's no way, man. Something banjo is coming. It's just a matter of when. Maybe soon. We'll see. You think it'll get the crash and spiral treatment? I, oh, dude, I hope so. I really, really do. Like that. That's what you need, dude. 
is just give it the crash spyro treatment of the first two games. If you want to include nuts and bolts, go for it. I know they probably wouldn't. I enjoyed nuts and bolts for what it was. It was a fun game. But yeah, just do the first two. You know, give it a nice little uh, you know refresh on it. Throw it out there. Uh, generate some hype for it, and then have the the fabled Banjo Three uh, that was in development for the N sixty four back in the day. Uh, yeah, it's all you got to do, dude. Uh, it's all you got to do. I'm here for Rare, it. Rare gives us random comeback series every now and again. Yeah, I think I think it's about to happen again. Too bad Conker's dead, though. I mean, eventually we're gonna get that next Perfect Dark game whenever that yeah. studio figures its shit out. God, dude, I know they're in such a rough spot right now. Who knows when they'll finish their shit? Um, boys, did you have anything else for the weekly wrap up this week? Anything else you want to shout out? I don't think I have anything. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything either. Okay. All right. I, I know you can't hear it, but I'm going to hit the music and let's get out of here. Last thoughts. All right. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button to help us build a community. You can always hit the notification bell when you know whenever we upload any videos. Thank you very much. Bye made it all the way to the end thank you very much and uh well hopefully we'll uh you'll come back uh come back when we're here next time yeah and just a reminder uh, we are on a break next week uh we'll be back uh, the week after that hopefully have some good conversations uh of course make sure to hit the link down below to support us with rogue energy officially affiliated you can use promo code sparky to get 10 percent off your order hitting that referral link helps us incredibly so make sure to do that help out your boys I'll go check out the uh, merch store sparkythreeshop.com use promo code techprobs with a z to get 30 percent off everything in the tech store we're still recording i've watched it all video it has not stopped we're good we got a video boys we're fine we we we, we made it we, unlike anime and plus that died 10 minutes in apparently and then, of course, check us out on our website, Sparky3.com. I mean, Sparky uh, you can sign up for free or you can sign up five bucks a month. Join the Discord down below. Go follow us on Twitter, at GameStaticPod. We appreciate all that. With that said, until next time, guys, have a good one. See ya.